welcome back to Salt Lime Storytime, the podcast where we tell you stories worth telling over drinks. I am Jess Kanani, joined today by my boozy friend, Allison Hillman. That's me. <laughs> We're back for another 321 Shots. And again, it's booze themed. <laughs> Who would have thought? Nobody saw that coming for your drunk January. So can't wait. We put out a call to our listeners asking for their drunk shenanigans, their stories, the things that we don't know if we necessarily wanted to hear, but we're going to read them. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you guys definitely delivered. So I am so excited. But first things first, Allison, what are you drinking today? I am in sensitive stomach health currently. So I am drinking lemonade again. So I love it. I, I, love I did it. even I even pulled out chilled gin to take a, a shot of so that I could try to like not wince Mm-hmm. Like we talked mm-hmm. about, but my tummy hurts too much, so Absolutely. I'm doing lemonade instead. So, you know, Absolutely. I was really pumped to take a shot for this, especially this episode. I was really ready. I, I, I got like margarita stuff at the store. Like I was oh. ready for it, but here we are. You? What about you? I am continuing on my trend with the non-alcoholic, whatever we want to call it. So I have made myself a little Earl Grey mocktail again, like I did last episode, because I really liked it. Because I've got this Earl Mm -hmm. Grey simple syrup, I put it in some tonic water, and then I have lavender bitters. And so I can like almost make like a London Fog style cocktail. Um, But the bitters like add a little bit of a acidity that makes it feel like I'm having a real cocktail. And then I just some lemon juice and some tonic water. Oh, that sounds lovely. It's really good. The next time you come over, I'll make you one. Yes, please. So, absolutely. Well, since we won't be doing shots, we'll do a, how about we do a three, two, one cheers today? How does that sound? That's, that works for me. All right. Three, two, three, one. Two, one. Cheers. cheers. <laughs> it's not the same, but it'll do. It's not the same. I will miss you wincing this episode, but. Yeah. So. That was that was lovely. Let's but let's go. So people submitted their drunk stories and would you like to start? I would love to start. So as always these are anonymous user po- user submitted so where possible we will try to take any identifying information out of those responses. But my first one reads and I I'm going to put a blanket statement on this before we get started. There's a few of these that reference underage drinking and we on this podcast we don't support underage drinking, please drink responsibly, et cetera, et cetera. But for the sake of the story, we're getting in. So <laughs> we just absolutely never did any kind never. of underage drinking. Uh, we both waited until we were 21, like the good Christian women that we uh-huh, are. Uh-huh. So waited for marriage the whole bit. Uh, uh, all of it. Yes. <laughs> so my first one goes, once upon a time when I was 16, I wanted to look cool in front of my friends. So I chugged a stein of beer. It was about 30 seconds before the carbonation did its worst, and I just barely made it into the bar bathroom before I spewed projectile vomit all over the place. Okay, quick quick pause here before I continue the story. What 16-year-old is getting into... I mean, I guess people have fake IDs and whatever, but I feel like if I tried to walk into a bar at 16, I would would have been laughed out, even if I had a good fake ID, because... yes. I was so young. It, honestly, it could have been in Europe, like in a European country. Oh, that's actually a good point. We'll we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> so before I spew projectile vomit all over the place, 
this next sentence. Oh my god. I fucking Jackson Pollocked the walls of that toilet stall with my dinner. It was literally dripping onto the floor. As I'm standing there in shock, I hear a woman in the next stall say, you, and then say to my friends who had kindly followed me into the bathroom when they saw me scurry away that she was going to get security because the person in the stall next to her was clearly too drunk to be there. I freaked out and tore into the toilet paper and started wiping down the walls while my friends handed me paper towels under the door. I cleaned the entire fucking stall top to bottom. I came out of the stall and got to the sink right as the security guard stormed in. I kept my head down and pretended to be washing my hands while the security guard slammed open all of the stalls and upon finding nothing, shrugged and left. When I raised my head and looked into the mirror, I still had puke all over my face. Oh, my God. The worst part was I wasn't even drunk. The beer had Mm -hmm. been my first drink of the night. I have not chugged beer since, and I never will again. Okay, honestly... I can't shotgun beers for this reason. No. It's the carbonation for me. That's why I, I can't, like, shotgun anything carbonated. No. Because the carbonation will make me throw up. So no. I, I don't fault you at all for this. Of course, I'm with Jess. One of my biggest questions is, 16-year-old in a bar, was it in Germany? Like, yeah. I, I need what to know. What did you look like at 16 that a bouncer was letting you in? Uh, yes. Because it could not have been me. But sounds like, I mean, Stein of beer feels, you know, vaguely European. But, um, yes. That is, I also love that you were like speed cleaning the hell out of this. Oh my gosh. You took care of it. You were like, all right, this is my mess. I'm cleaning it up. Cause you're still sober. Like that at that point, that is not like a drinking throw up. That is a carbonation throw up. This is why I can't do, uh, I can't properly get iced because I just can't open my throat enough to like allow the carbonation to like get through. Yeah. Yeah. It's not happening. So this would have happened to me if I chugged a Diet Coke you know yeah same concept, yeah no but. exactly it, it's it's it is it is what i mean you've seen the the sprite thing happening on like the sprite trend happening on tiktok where they like chug sprite yes like it people are not doing well mm-hmm. in that either so mm-hmm. it i don't blame you for this but i am yeah. very proud that you were able to like whip it together and take yeah. care of that shit before the security guard came oh in that's pretty gosh. that's a pretty iconic story so congratulations truly have you ever had to clean up your puke in public in public ooh, mm, i don't think so maybe not nothing outside of like a house like at a yeah. house party not yeah. at like a bar i've never like yeah i don't think i've ever thrown up because usually i'm like pretty aware and i never get that just dis- like that like intoxicated out, out in public but yeah i'm usually pretty aware that things are about to go south and i'm like okay i'm going to like go somewhere else right now but yeah. have yeah. you no, I don't think that I've ever puked in, like, a bar setting. Um, usually when I puke when I drink and I'm not in my own house, and again, this does not happen very often, it's, like, a, I take a shot, and then, like, it's, like, a couple of drinks into the night, and I take a shot, and it, like, sits wrong, and I just mm-hmm. have to go take care of it, or else I'm going to be in a world with her for the next three hours. So, not a lot of uh, public cleaning, but anywho. Fair enough. What's your first one, Allison? <clears throat> Went to Lava Hot Springs with the fam, and my cousin pre-gamed the entire way there on hard seltzers. Been there. Except it was Four Locos for me at um, Lava Hot Springs. Yeah, I don't remember much that happened that night. It, not a great choice. Anyway, 
Okay, let me start that over. Went to Lava Hot Springs with the fam, and my cousin pre-gamed the entire way there on hard seltzers. She brought one of those clear phone pouches so that she could take pictures slash videos on the river. As we went down the river, she is having a hard time holding onto the tube and her phone because drunk, lol. Yeah, fair enough. Um, we go over some pretty big rapids, and all of, all of a sudden, she falls off. We're all looking for her and just see her head suddenly appear out of the water. We get her back on the tube and float the rest of the way. When we got out, we watched the video on her phone and I could not stop laughing. They got the whole thing on video. You see the river and all of us and then you suddenly just see the white foamy water for like two minutes and then the phone gets above the water and you see all of us looking at her in shock. She's lucky she didn't get all cut up and whatnot. Float river's tipsy, not drunk. LOL. Oh. Yes. Incredible. Incredible. That is so funny. I actually know a lot of people who have gotten too drunk floating rivers because they'll like do the same thing where they'll pregame a little bit because they can't take a ton on the river. And I have some friends of friends who floated a river um, over the last summer and just brought a bag of wine and they were doing slap the bag or what is it? Slap the bag. Slap the bag while floating the river. But you're like getting like you're hot because like the sun's on you and like you Mm -hmm. can't really eat anything and you only have a certain amount of water. So it can be like kind of dangerous. Oh, it's very, very so indeed. As as this breeder says, tipsy not drunk. Yeah, last time I went floating the river it was this summer and like the water levels were like egregiously low. Yeah. And so like we all got like really tipsy, but like we all had to like get out and try to like hoist the like tubes over these sharp rocks and stuff. So you can't be like too drunk for that kind of stuff. So you have yeah. to fight for your life on the river every now and then. So Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that this is a, a good lesson being taught in this first story, but at least they got it all on video. That's pretty hysterical. Okay. Absolutely. What's your okay. second? My next one says, I was at a party once and knew I couldn't drive home. Thank you for being safe and making good choices. (laughs) So I was planning on finding a place to crash when I started graying out. And all I remember is my large Russian friend guiding me to his home, eating cereal while watching Venture Brothers, then being manhandled like a sack of potatoes and waking up on the floor the next morning in a shirt that was not mine, the house empty. Then I had to walk, amazingly hungover, five blocks uphill in the heat to get to my car a proper punishment for my crimes. Oh my god. Oh, that sounds awful. I've never heard the term graying out. I've only ever heard Me the term either. brown out. I feel like or blacking out. out. Yeah, is is just and you know like we're going to we're going to take the the manhandling is like the irritated friend who's like you have to go to bed when like you're carrying like your ass literally upstairs. like you have to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait, what does browning out mean? So browning out, I feel like, is when you remember most of the night, but it's, like, hazy, you know? Okay. Which I feel like is okay. a little bit more common. And then blacking out, obviously, you don't remember anything. So graying out, I, it feels like it's in that that middle that middle ground between brown out and blackout, you know? Gotcha. So. Okay. Well, either way, that sounds like a really paid for everything the next day oh my gosh as somebody who's been the russian friend yeah before cheers to them making sure that you (laughs) had a safe place to stay giving you a new shirt oh goodness okay here we go i had to catch a train out of amsterdam and 
I was so hammered slash stoned. Oh, you did both. I was so hammered and stoned that when I got to a roundabout, I needed to go straight through. But instead, I walked around the entire circle, not once, but twice. (laughs) Once I realized what I'd done, I fell on the ground laughing and the police stopped and asked if I was okay. Then I told them I was trying to get to the train station and they gave me a ride. Wow. That is the best outcome you could have had. <laughs> There's nothing better than, like, knowing that you've walked in a circle twice because you just can't, like... You're just following the sidewalk and it turns out the sidewalk is going in circles. That's pretty hilarious. All right, Jess, what's your third? It started off as a normal taco night friend get-together until we decided it would be a good idea to play King's Cup with stiff margaritas. I lost to King's Cup. First off, King's Cup with margaritas, that is a hangover just ready to happen. That's That's like getting your stomach pumped ready to happen. Oh my god. That's like when we played Rage Cage with, was it caramel vodka? It was was caramel vodka and fruit punch. And fruit punch. Stevie. Yeah. (laughs) Awful. Horrendous. I think about how that tastes and like my stomach just turned over. No. Anyway. I don't. (laughs) So our friend lost King Cup. King's Cup. This was a mixed group of a dozen folks, guys and girls. We decided to move on to Margarita Pong, and one girl flashed her tits more than a few times. Nobody was mad about it, but of course the night had only just begun. We decided we should hit the downtown bar strip. This was this was a cursed evening in this friend group. You oh, know this, that they uh-huh. reference this evening as like their Alamo. Anyway. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> we started off at a dive bar that had a riding bowl, which of <laughs> course we all got in line for when i was walking up to the bowl i tried to take my shirt off but the bowl operator quickly shut the idea down our tall sculpted beautiful greek god friend was quickly flocked by ladies so we lost him in there our other friend got kicked out and to this day nobody knows why he's the nerdiest most passive one in the group (laughs) oh that's always how it is that's always how it is oh my god um Between all of us, the group recalls bits and pieces of going to a dance club until lights on and getting pizza. We never found our Greek god friend. We figured he was having a romp with a harem of fine young women. Turns out he left the first bar shortly after we did, got lost, and slept in a bush in front of a bank. The rest of us ended up on various couches. Tits girl and kicked out of the bar guy ended up going back to her place for a romp on the floor. We were all very hungover the next day and swore off tequila for a while. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Bush in front of a bank. Oh my god. And the fact that they staying on staying at a club until lights on, which is usually like 2 a.m. if it's a Saturday. And then getting like this entire night. That is so funny. This reminds me of the song Last Friday Night by Katy Perry. It really does. It's truly I love that they're all like piecing it together based off of what other people remember. Yes, they all have it's to come together so, and be like, what happened? So it's like a funny. game of Clue. Everybody has their own information and then they'll eventually crack the case. That's hilarious. Or like when you're looking at, like, I've only blacked out uh, literally probably three times ever in my life. And there was one time in Ohio that I, I think I've told the story a couple times where I went out with um, one of my friends at the time, girlfriends, and she introduced me to green tea shots. Yeah. Which are dangerous. They're very dangerous. And I don't, like, I have no clue how we got home, like, et cetera, et cetera. We were, like, piecing the night together with us and, like, our phone receipts of, like, what we paid for. (laughs) 
like you know it's bad when you're piecing it together the next day using your bank statement <laughs> oh my god yeah that's so funny but th- that was a really 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 funny story you jess you were right right off the bat it's like their alamo like they yeah like that's a night to remember that's Just pretty funny absolutely okay. all right <clears throat> I got really drunk one time after taking like four shots back to back because I wasn't getting drunk fast enough, then tried to walk home while I was barefoot and was bawling my eyes out because some mediocre man rejected me at the bar. A group of guys came up to me and my friend and when they asked if I was crying, I yelled, I'm not crying, you're crying at them. I do not drink anymore. (laughs) Oh, poor thing. Poor baby. Sloppy drunk. That's pretty funny. Okay. My next one says, This New Year's, I got white girl wasted and fell down a whole ass flight of stairs. Tried running up the same flight of stairs and biffed it so hard on my face, fell down the stairs and got a black eye. I told myself I wouldn't drink like that again and then went and did it the next weekend even worse at a frat house. My God. Wow. At least you go hard. Love to see it. Honestly, <laughs> like you don't give up and I appreciate no. the perseverance. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the, the battle with the stairs just fighting oh. for their life on those stairs. Listen, I feel that mm-hmm. so hard. Even sober, yeah. I feel that. Oh yeah. All right, my next one is one time I got way too drunk because I was trying to keep up and drink as much as my 6'2", 220-pound coworker when I'm just a 5'5 gal with a low alcohol tolerance. I then proceeded to smoke from a pen. I also do not smoke, so I got way too high. I then made Jess put me in an Uber home while I cried because I felt ugly, which is a common drunk experience for me. So, you know this person. I can't believe she put this in. That night was gnarly. I, like... There's like a couple of things. I I also got pretty drunk that night, but it was like that thing where you go out with coworkers and it's just like a weird vibe, but you like drink mm-hmm. to get over the weird vibe and it just like gets like 100%. worse the more you drink. Yep. That yep. was a rough uh-huh. night. Anyway, but I did. I did put her into an Uber and she made it home and she was okay. And Okay, good. I had a lot of McDonald's that next day. It really As saved you should. my ass. Anywho, okay. My next one says, so it's not me getting drunk in the story, but still. My cousin, my mom, and I were visiting family out of state, and my cousin that lives there, 39 years old with a kid, took us to a neighboring city for the weekend. We get there and go to brunch, and both cousins have mimosas, which is fine. No big deal. It's brunch. Then they want to go to a bar at 1 p.m. It was a cute bar with the patio in the back with the ring games we started playing. They tell me and my mom that they're going to go inside and get a drink and we'll be right back. 45 minutes later, we go inside and they are nowhere to be found. I buy a t-shirt because the t-shirts there were cool and we go explore the city by ourselves because they're not answering their phones. We get back to the hotel at 6 p.m. to meet them for dinner. They never show up. So we go to dinner, get back at 8 p.m. They finally get back to the hotel at 9 and are crossfaded so hard that my cousin we are there to visit thinks it's the next morning and she needs to leave to get back in time to pick up her kid from school. 
Oh my god. My mom spends two hours convincing her it is in fact evening, not morning, so she can sleep it off. Meanwhile, I'm in the corner with my other cousin who is still just vibing and hitting her weed pen and telling me stories and showing me videos of them getting on stage with drag performers earlier in the day. They both finally went to bed at like 2am, so we could too, since we had to leave early the next day to drive to the airport. Pure chaos. They have never once mentioned it to us since. Wow. Family, am I right? They just ditched and had the time of their lives. Honestly, they probably knew that they wanted to get sloppy and they mm-hmm. just couldn't do that in front of you and your mother. And they were yeah. like, you know what? We just have to, we just have to do this. They, they had a mission. They had a side quest to complete. And, yeah. and they, but the fact that they weren't answering the phone, that would have driven me insane. I would have been so concerned. I wonder if those drag queens were like pissed or if they were like down for it. I think know? it depends on how much they were tipping them, you know? That's fair. Fair enough. I love that. Well, honestly, we've all had sloppy nights out on the town. So for yeah. I guess days, days. Yeah, this was sounds like it was a day. Listen, it's it's shitty to run from your friends, but you know, if you go on an adventure and you video it, I guess it's fine. <laughs> yeah, for real. For real. <laughs> oh God. Let's see. I think my next one is really long. Okay, this one's funny. You should I think I I think I know who this is. You should read yours first. Okay. All right. My last one reads, since I grew up a good Mormon girl with an undiagnosed anxiety disorder and a guilty conscious, same sis, the first time I ever got really drunk was at the ripe old age of 24. I'd had drinks, gone to parties, etc., but I'd never, quote, hit my limit, so to speak. I never blacked out, thrown up, or even really had a bad hangover. All that changed thanks to a Halloween party, jello shots, and a regular shot, and a hazy memory of what else I drank. I can account for all but about 15 minutes of the party, during which time I'm pretty sure I was passed out in the bathroom, came to just enough to walk back downstairs, sit on the couch, and promptly throw up all of the alcohol and my spaghetti dinner into the basement floor and my onto my flea bag costume. Took me a while to realize that what I could feel on my face while my boyfriend very sweetly cleaned up and wiped me off the floor was noodles from dinner sticking to my chin. Oh, God. I do remember not really understanding that was throw up and trying to help my boyfriend clean before bending back over the bag they'd found for me. Long story short, got super drunk to the point of throwing up for the first time at a Halloween party at the age of 24 in front of all my boyfriend's friends. Great times. (laughs) We've all been there. We've all been there yeah. one time or another. We've we've all, like, made people very unimpressed. The story that I'm going to end on, I think, is the most chaotic evil story. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I know who this is. And it makes it even better. Okay. Las Vegas. Oh, boy. I was 19 or 20, but with a group of friends and one to two were of legal age. We had a beautiful Airbnb in Henderson with a barbecue. My sweet friend had cooked me up a brat as a pregame meal. The brat was ever so slightly undercooked, and I was a little queasy about it, but didn't want to hurt my friend's feelings. Off to an awful start. Can I just say you already feel like shit? Curse. There are, like, eight more paragraphs, so, like, seriously, I just know they hadn't even started drinking yet, and this, okay, all right. I feel fine. We get ready to go out on the town. I was ready to hit the town hard. We're on Fremont Street having the time of our lives. Everything is new. The lights are dancing above us. We are dancing our heart out to shitty cover bands, slamming back drinks, bribing strangers to steal cigarettes from other strangers, feeling on top of the world. 
I had been hooking up with this guy in our group for a while, but we definitely had not defined the relationship. So I'm trying to be a cool girl. He and I are sharing a giant black cherry Mike's Hard Lemonade. Mistake no, no, number no, one. No. Mistake, no. mistake number one was the bra. Mistake number two was this. No. <laughs> Particularly black cherry, like it's the white so black Mike's Hard. It's Curse. everything so far. I'm just strike, strike, strike. <laughs> like this whole evening. Okay. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Great. He had a flask full of rum and was pouring it into the can for a mo. Okay. Again, strike three. Okay, he had a flask full of rum and was pouring it into the can for a more cost-effective buzz. I thought it was genius. I'm a poor kid living on $8 an hour. I didn't have money to be buying $10 drinks. We are throwing this spiked black cherry mics back along with whatever else anyone would give me. When you're young and experimenting with alcohol, that's just what you do. And then it has like an asterisk to anyone under 21 listening, please, please learn from me and don't do this. <laughs> I echo this. Yeah. I echo this. Please don't use Mike's heart as a mixer. <laughs> it never ends no. well. <laughs> no, no. Okay. It's really late, I suppose early in the morning, and it's time to go home. My friend calls an Uber, and my guy and I share a large sausage pizza. Fucking hell. Immediately, I'm thinking about the undercooked brat I ate earlier. I don't even really like sausage, but it was the only pizza the shop had left since it was so late. And I, I just know that thing was under a heat lamp for about eight hours. So long. Okay. I don't even really like sausage, but it was the only pizza the shop had left since it was so late. I know I need to eat after drinking so much, so I take as many bites as I can. Uber arrives, and we all load in. I'm in the back middle seat. Of course you were. We've been in the car for 10 to 15 minutes, and I whisper over to my guy that I am not feeling so hot. He assures me I'm good and has me drink some water. I am sloppy but trying to be the cool girl. I take a sip of water... And I'm like, mm, so good. I feel so much better. Think of Chris <laughs> Wigan bridesmaid eating a eating the Jordan almond <laughs> bridal. <laughs> That's such a good even the Jordan almond at the bridal store after getting food poisoning, sweating, deep breaths. I can't hear anymore. I've never really been car sick before. So many turns in the car. I can't do it anymore. On the top of the center console, right in front of me, is a large tip jar. It has some bills in it. But the next thing I know, it's full of vomit. No. No. No, 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 no. No. It's, it's full of vomit. It's me. I'm vomiting in the car. I fill up the tip jar. The car stops and everyone's getting out. I am so, so embarrassed. As far as I remember, there isn't too much puke that's outside the tip jar. Just a little bit. It's a blur. I get out of the car and see that we are literally at our Airbnb. So goddamn close. Okay, wait, just I that Uber driver it has a tip jar in their car with bills in it. Last run of the night, I'm sure. Yeah. And so like that is okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is too good. I am no help to anyone at this point. I'm so sorry and mortified. My friends tip him well and apologize profusely while I stumble to the Airbnb. I don't want anyone to look at me. <laughs> I lock myself in the bathroom and take a shower. I'm sobbing because I know this guy I'm seeing is never going to talk to me again. The Uber charged my friend's credit card over $300. And I don't even like sausage. <laughs> oh, that's the worst part. Oh. <laughs> 
I cried myself to sleep in the shower with the water running. My friend and the guy picked the lock to the bathroom and picked my naked body up out of the shower, and I'm so sorry. They helped me get to bed, and I just know everyone is never going to talk to me again. The next morning, everyone was so sweet and no one hated me. I helped clean up as much as I could. There is a trail of my clothes from the front door to the bathroom. I washed my shirt two to three times, but couldn't get the black cherry vomit smell out. Oh, blackberry cherry vomit pizza sausage. Okay. I couldn't get the black cherry vomit smell out, so I threw it away. I Venmoed my friend $300 plus, and the guy still liked me. We got married five years later. (laughs) I still struggle to eat sausage and will never drink black cherry anything ever again. (laughs) This is the most 20-year-old goes to Vegas thing I've ever heard. This is... (laughs) I, I know who this is because you've told me the story before, but I had not heard it in this detail. And this is so funny. In all the and times the, I've ugh. heard the story, I did not catch that it was into a tip jar. Me neither. I don't think I knew it was into a tip jar either. That is hysterical. What a level that adds. <laughs> but at least, honestly, I think that's honestly better than, like, you can, like, pay whatever money was in that tip jar back to the yeah. guy. But, like, having it all, like, she, imagine getting black cherry vomit smell out of your carpet. Like she couldn't get it out of her shirt. Like she gross, gross. Oh gross, my gosh, gross, gross, gross. That's why they chart like that's so when you like throw up in an Uber, their cleaning fee is like between two to three hundred dollars depending on the severity. So it'll cover a detail. And I can only imagine <laughs> taking yeah, that car no. into the detailer and being like, "Hey, <laughs> sausage and black cherry." Oh, I can't think of a worse combination in any way. Oh my god, that is... fucking awful. I am so sorry that this happened to you, but also this is the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. Yeah, no, this is hysterical. Thank you for sharing. They got married, yes. Congratulations. So funny. Oh my god, that is so good. Okay, well, great one to end on. What a great one to end on. The moral of the story is, folks, funny things happen to people when they're drunk. But, you know, some of these stories, enough to make me not want to drink. We all learned our lesson, you know. Will I ever drink Black Cherry Mike's Hard in the same way again after hearing the story? No, never. Will you ever drink it again? No. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. Okay, Allison, do you have any good drunk stories i feel like i know most of yours but i'm sure i'm sure there's some yes glad you asked jess so uh it was halloween i think it was 2019 and we went to a friend's house um about four blocks away so i rode my bike over and so we were all dressed up having a great time um obviously i did my classic entire bottle of wine that i kept dropping dry ice into throughout the night And then I had a big metal reusable straw in said bottle of wine and I would walk around. So I walked around drinking that most of the night. Then a couple of my friends were on the patio and they had like the biggest blunt I've ever seen. And I I don't like smoke weed really that much because it like makes me really paranoid most of the time. (laughs) But like I was like, you know, I was already kind of drunk. I was here for it. It was Halloween. So I was like, let's do it. So I... I got high with them on the patio. We I smoked some of that some of that blunt, and I'll tell you what, I uh, the next thing I know, I am 
in the back in like this person's dark backyard leaning up against an oak tree and I like open my eyes I'm just sitting on the ground and I'm like if I don't get inside right now they will never find my body and so I just start crawling across the lawn and up the stairs across the patio into the house everybody's like oh are you okay and I just like didn't say anything I had a mission and it was to get to that couch and so I'm like crawling through like crowds of people and I I eventually do like pull my carcass onto this couch where I just like kind of lay there because now I'm also like bad high I'm like drunk, but I'm also bad high. So I'm just like staring yeah. at everybody and I can't like, yeah. you know, think of words. And then finally a friend of mine was yeah. like, hey, I'm going to give you a ride home. And I was like, great. So I get in her car. It's like 2, two or 3 a.m. at this point. And she she hadn't been drinking at all that night. And so she's just sits in the car and she she's like on her phone trying to pick a song. And I was like, hey, listen, I love this for you, but I have about two minutes before I throw up everywhere. And I said that to her just like that because I could feel it coming. And I'm a very self-aware drunk. And I was like, I have two minutes. And she was like, oh, yes. shit. And so she gets me home. I'm like, great, thanks. I like, and of course, I'm trying to get in the door, like dropping the key, and I finally get it. And I put it in. I like run down the stairs, and then I absolutely destroyed my downstairs bathroom. And it was like I had been eating like candy all night too, so it was like oh, really no. disgusting. <laughs> and it was like all over the carpet, all over the toilet, in the shower, and I had all this like face makeup on too because I was dressed as like I had like a fake beard on and all this like eyeshadow and stuff and it was just smeared all over my face and then I don't really remember much after getting to the bathroom and I do eventually the next thing I know I open my eyes in my room my bright overhead like awful fluorescent lights are on that I never use those are on my phone is laying on my chest and it's still playing music it's at 11 percent I have no shirt on, just my bra. I have my tights are pulled down around my knees and I'm laying on my bed like the opposite style. Like you're not like laying lengthwise. I was laying widthwise. So my legs were hanging off the end of the bed. (laughs) And I look at my phone. It is 1115. I was supposed to be at work at 11. And I'm like, fuck. And so I don't eat anything. I just throw on my clothes. I I hadn't had time to wash my face or do any of that. So I still had makeup smeared, like this black shit smeared all over my face at this point. And my hair was a fucking mess. And I just run out the door as is. And so I run into the restaurant I was working at at the time and like clock in. Nobody said anything, even though I was 30 minutes late to my shift. But I immediately, it was like hiding my face from everybody because I still had Halloween makeup everywhere. And I just run into the bathroom and I'm sorry, I looked like a crack whore. There's no other way, (laughs) kind way to put this. Like my hair, I had like a bun in that was like sideways, like hanging off by my ear with like most of my hair falling out. And I, my mascara had all lumped into one big eyelash and so I was like trying to pull apart each eyelash and put them back into place. And I was like washing. I had like this black dirt stuff all up my arms too. So I was like washing my arms off. I was like had splashing water in my face trying to get all that off before a fucking customer walks in or something like that. And then I ended up working like 10 hours that day. And just like that, like that was probably the most chaotic. And here's the thing. Like I was, this was back when I was also 
living with my mom too. This was 2019. And she said that she came downstairs and just like peeked in my room because the light was on. It was like 7 a.m. And she saw me in the exact position that I described to you and was like, Jesus, she's breathing. That's, I don't care. And then she saw the downstairs bathroom. That's another thing I mentioned. I didn't have time to clean up the bathroom. So I rolled up all the carpets in there, shoved them into a garbage bag and threw them in the laundry room and was like, I'll take care of it later and just shut the door. And anyway, so that was one of mine. Uh, less than flattering drunk stories, I will say. That's incredible. It's because I got crossfaded. It would not have been that bad had I not smoked weed. So no, like I know what I'm like when I'm yeah. drunk. I don't know what I'm gonna get when I smoke weed. It's just like a wild card every time. So yeah, I was just yeah. fighting for my life. And do you have any uh, last? <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. Any last drunk stories? Have I told you about my journey to get home at two in the morning in downtown San Diego by myself while absolutely plastered? No, ma'am. Okay. So while I took a break from the podcast, I went on a work trip um, for several, several days. And uh, we had a big party that we threw that I was in charge of and it went really well. And like my coworkers were like, very very like excited and nice about it and i ended up getting given several drinks like kind of in a celebratory manner but i was like you know like you you like have an idea of like you know your body's limits and whatever yeah. and so i think i had probably three of these drinks and then i was like okay i gotta switch to water and then i drank a bunch of water and like by the time i left this party i was feeling pretty sober like i was definitely more like fun than I am when I'm sober but I was like okay I'm like just a level down from tipsy and all my coworkers were like we're gonna go to this bar or whatever in downtown San Diego and I was like okay I'm gonna run back to my hotel I'm gonna change really quick and then I'll come out and I'll meet you guys and so I go back to my hotel and I change and I like drink some more water so like by the time I am leaving the hotel I'm like pretty damn sober I hail one of those bike taxis because it was like an eight, nine block walk from where I was. And I was like, I just, I got to go. I don't want to wait for an Uber. Like we're just going to get into one of these little like bike taxis. It was $60, Allison. It it cost me $60. Anyway, this man bikes me to this bar and it was great. I was having a great time because they do this thing in the area of San Diego I was in where they shut down all the streets and they become walkable except for these bike taxis, which is part of the reason that they cost so much is because they can charge that much. Um, So I was having a great time. I was listening to some Katy Perry on their little speaker. It was lovely. We roll up to this club and the line is like around the block. And I like see some of my coworkers and they're like the main group already like got in because they like bum rushed a door. (laughs) (laughs) which is crazy and so I was like okay bet that's fine and this other group of coworkers were like we know about a speakeasy let's go to the speakeasy and so we ended up in a speakeasy which was really cool it was like through these back like this back door through this like refrigerator basically and it's a dealer's choice bar so you walk in they don't have a menu it's just the server comes up and says, like, what's your vibe? And I tell him, I was like, I'm looking for something floral, preferably gin-based. Because I'm like, I've been drinking gin-based drinks mm-hmm. most of the night. Like, this is probably my safest bet. And I'm with somebody in my company who's pretty high up. 
so I'm like, I can't make a fool of myself because, you know, I'm with an important person in my company. And I like, I'm chit-chatting with my coworkers, totally fine. They bring me this drink. It was really lovely. It was like, had a little flower and it was very floral. And they bring me another one, two drinks, right? I can handle two. And I'm at sea level. So like, I'd also like, let you get less drunk at sea level, right? I, I truly don't know what happened because usually I can feel the line. Like you have a certain number of drinks and you're like, okay, this is my line. I shouldn't go over this. If I do, I'm yeah. going to get like drunk, drunk. Never happened. It did not happen for me. And I'm like mainlining water too. I probably had four glasses of water for every one of these two cocktails that I had at the speakeasy. Allison, when I tell you there had to have been absinthe in this drink, there's no other explanation. Uh, the bar closes at like 2 a.m., we were still there at 2 a.m. So we were there till lights up. We pay, we leave. And as I'm standing up, it feels like all of the booze rushes from my stomach into my head. Oh, and I am like, I have to get out of this bar, not because I'm going to throw up, but because I am now sloppy drunk mm-hmm. in front of people that I work with, which was like, I had been trying really hard not to get to yeah. that point while still like having fun. And so I'm, like, walking out, and I'm trying not to, like, wobble while I walk. I have never thought harder about walking in my oh, entire the life. the focus. And I'm just, like, dead quiet because I'm, like, I can't talk or I'm going to slur. They had ordered an air- a lift because they were going back to a place that wasn't walkable. And I was, like, okay, I'll see you guys later. And at no point did anybody think about the fact that I was nine or ten blocks away from my hotel at two in the morning in downtown San Diego. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know what Jessica is in any form? A doer. <laughs> She's a doer. I pull up my Google Maps. I call Brendan and it's a time difference. So it's 3 a.m. his time. And I'm like, you have to sit on the phone with me while I walk home. And I power walked nine blocks back to my hotel. I see the valet. The valet is like, did you have a good night? And I was like, you bet your ass I did. I get upstairs. And in the moment I'm in my hotel room, the rest of the drunk hits me and I am like keeled over. And I like literally wake up two hours later and I same similar, similar situation to you, Allison, except for that I was on the floor and I managed to take all of my clothes off aside from my bra and underwear. And I am in literally what I would can only describe as a clothing snow angel. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just surrounded Mm -hmm. and I see that I have several missed calls from my higher up coworker, making sure that I had made it home safe how considerate so then the next day I like have to go and work and I was pretty darn hungover like it was not it was not good and I think the thing that was so frustrating is I was like trying really hard to be responsible and I just don't know what they put in this dealer's choice drink that just like sent me over because yeah. in any other like scenario, I would have been fine. It was awful. Anyway. So the next day I like saw my other coworkers and I was like, I'm really embarrassed. And they were like, you seem totally fine. And that was what was crazy is that like, I had just gotten really quiet and I was like, okay, I'm going to go. And then like, they hadn't thought about it until after they'd already gotten back to their Airbnb of like, oh, we probably shouldn't have let Jess like walk alone. Yeah. Um, but I also don't know what would have happened if I got into a car. True. So that would have been alarming. But Drunk walking I I made it home. is honestly some of the best way. Walking is some of the best ways to like 
work off a drunk. I did that once in Eugene. I should be dead. It was three in the morning and I walked all across town. was like jumping fences because I had no idea how to get back to my apartment. (laughs) I like landed in dog shit once too. And I anyway, (gasps) yeah. And then I got home and threw up. Yeah, it was a night. I'll tell you what. But yeah, like drunk walking. I was you you power through. You power through. I got home so quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was power walking. Brendan was so irritated with me. Oh yeah, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. <laughs> Anywho, that's my that's my embarrassing drunk story for the year. Beautiful. Well, so next month, Allison and I have decided to do a little romance. Lean into the February Valentine spirit. We're gonna have some heartbreak. We're gonna have some love. We're gonna have some friendship moments. I don't know. What are we doing? Um, we also are probably going to end up doing a call for your dating stories, yes. too. So stay tuned. For yes, that. please. And cannot wait. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you guys have something to look forward to there. I'm very excited. I already have a few good stories in mind. So anyway, can't we will wait. see you all next week. Bye. Okay, bye.